You're listening to the Union Church Podcast. For more information about Union, please visit unionboston.org. This morning, I would like to talk about change and conversion and the consistency of Christ. Our key verse for this morning is from Hebrews Uh, the 13th chapter, verse 8, and it is a really powerful verse that is perhaps just a a wee bit, a tad bit uh, paradoxical. Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. And ultimately, I will claim that the consistency of Christ results in a change of orientation. The consistency of Christ results in a change, in conversion. As we introduced last week, the claim is grounded in the book of Hebrews, which is, in fact, a sermon written by a Christian who is also a Jew. Now, just the idea that an individual can be both a Christian and a Jewish person, on the surface, it might sound a little bit strange, a little bit off, a little bit unusual, but I submit to you this morning that at first, what I'm going to say is not going to sound right. Just like uh, this idea of being both of Jewish and Christian faith might not sound right. And in fact, it's going to, in some ways, sound wrong. In the beginning, I confess that the claim is going to come across as a contradiction, like it doesn't make sense. But I intend to persuade you over the course of the next few minutes that this contradiction is, in fact, compelling. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. The one who does not change changes everything about us. The one who changes not changes everything. Yes, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The one who transcends time, who was present in the beginning when time itself was created, breaks into time, that's called the incarnation. Jesus breaks into time in order to transform time for all times. Yes, through Christ Jesus, there is a radical rupture in time that changes us, that changes time for all times. I I think this is good news for us, beloved. This is reassuring for uh, such a time as this because we know that times, they are a-changing. And this season, in particular, as students go back to school and churches launch their program years, everything is changing, everything is moving, everything is swirling. After a summer full of vacation and travel and relaxation and fun in the sun, the fast pace of the fall and all the change that it brings can be rather overwhelming, amen? Can be a little bit even disorienting. It seems like we have been thrust into this odd, strange new world, and it seems as if the comforts and the the relaxation of the summer has been ripped from under our feet. And sometimes in the midst of all the change of life, we seek stability. We seek stability. We we seek to hold on to something that, that is familiar, that is the same, that is stable. So in the midst of these changing disorienting times, the invitation for us today is that we might reorient ourselves. We might reorient ourselves in in a way that we claim that the stability of God 
gives us the resources that we need in order not to lose our minds and to become overwhelmed by the disorienting realities of the present age. That, that in the midst of all that is changing and moving in our lives, the things that, 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 are, that are moving and, and not, it seems, constant, we might anchor ourselves in the constancy and the consistency of God through Christ Jesus, such that we might find our way and find our, our direction as we move through these meandering paths that, that come to us during the fall. Think about it this way, as students return to school, Right, as students return to school, you'll remember the lessons from uh, grade school or, or high school, probably in ninth, 10th, 11th grade, when in biological science, you studied the relationship between evolution and equilibrium. Anybody getting any flashbacks that you uh, tried to block from your mind over these years? You, you know, Charles Darwin and Galapagos Islands and natural selection and the survival of the fittest, right? In the short view, Nature seeks stability. It seeks stability and stasis, while in the long run, life is full of change. It's called evolution. It happens all the time. So there's this tension. There's this tension between our desire in the present to, to exist in a, a stable, comfortable uh, reality that isn't moving too much, when on the other hand, the, the, the natural order of things says that Life evolves, life changes, things are always moving. So our lives, in the midst of this paradox, in this tension, we're seeking balance, seeking equilibrium amidst the change of evolution. Over time, life changes, and unless we change and adapt and evolve, the theory of evolution would have it and the, the, fear, the survival of the fittest tells us that unless we change and adapt in the midst of changing circumstances, we won't make it. Right? That, 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 that uh, we have to move and change with the times or else we won't make it in the midst of all of this craziness and swirling and moving. The good news today is that, that if we put our trust in that one who changes not, then we can make it amidst the changing realities of our life. If on the one hand we resist change, yet on the other hand nature is full of change, we find our stability, we find our steadfastness in the steadfastness and changelessness of a God who, Christ, who is called Christ Jesus, who comes into the world so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We might put our hope and ground ourselves in that firm foundation, in a shift uh, 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 in a ground that does not shift, in a ground that is completely stable, Paul Tillich talks about it as the ground of being. The prophet Ezekiel uh, talks about this stable God as the will in the middle of the will. Aristotle talks about a God who is an unmoved mover, who changes everything around us, but yet still is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So when we are grounded in the stability of a God who changes not, the one manifest as Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, we might reorient 
ourselves and change our hearts and our minds such that we might act differently, that we might show up differently, that we might act differently and as a result of us acting differently, the world around us might start looking different, might start looking different rather than becoming disoriented by the changing times in which we are changing all the time, we reorient ourselves, our worldview, to change with the times, and in fact, more importantly, to change the times. To change the times. Because it seems to me, we live in a world that yearns for change. Read the, all you got to do is read the paper, right? Turn on the news, listen to the debates on television. We live in a world that yearns for change. And to be clear, I'm, I'm not interested in just cheap words this morning. You know, I'm disinterested in the type of empty rhetoric that speaks of change and then just reverts back to the status quo, right? Tired of the hollow talk that, that leads us to conclude that the more things change, the more things remain the same. But in fact, today we're talking about, about, about real change, uh, a type of speech that contradicts, that speaks against that speaks against injustice, inequity, and inequality. Because when we see with different eyes the physical things that are happening, when we see with spiritual eyes that something else is possible, and we start working towards that which we see and hold closely in our hearts, we might work in such a way that the change we desire becomes the real change because we first see it in here. And then we see it out here. And when we see it out here, we might work towards it so that it, makes, it becomes manifest out there. So our speech must not be mere rhetoric. Yes, it must be more than words because it's easy to talk the talk. The question is, will we walk the walk? So the inquiry before us today is whether life, if our lives, the inquiry before us today is whether our lives will be a sermon that preaches. We must ask the question, what kind of sermon does your life preach? Right, recall that the author of Hebrews, particularly in chapter 11, talks about a faith that bears fruit. In the sermon, he talks about faith as being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So our faith might be made up of that stuff something you can touch, something you can hold on to. Yes, the preacher who writes Hebrews talks about something that is real, a faith that is real, 
that becomes manifested in action, actions that, that, that yield real change in the world, such that we live our lives in a manner that bears fruit, even when the fruit of the world all around us is rotten and spoiled. And catch this, the, the author of Hebrews, as we've been looking at Hebrews these last couple of weeks, the author of Hebrews is actually anonymous. Anonymous. And is preaching a sermon because he's not interested in getting the glory, but interested rather in glorifying a glorious God. So the letter of Hebrews is a sermon about humility and faith in a God through Christ Jesus who changes everything about us, even transforms us so that we might become our best selves even when we do not want to change, right? Because change sometimes is uncomfortable, right? But the chief contradiction is that our current reality, that in our current reality, everything changes, even though instinctively we want, we yearn for, we hope for constancy. But God, through Christ Jesus, wants to change our life, even when the disorienting changes of life cause us to seek stability. And we endure that change by depending on the one who changes not, but still changes everything. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, such that our endurance in order to face whatever comes our way is grounded in the eternality of God through Christ Jesus, such that we garner the strength and the power, the endurance to run the race that is set before us. Our sameness in Christ, in the Christ who does not change, stabilizes us amidst these changing realities of this world. And we face whatever comes our way with a faith that is strong, a faith that is stable, and a faith that is grounded in the faithfulness of God. Right? Because God has been good to us down through these years, working wonderful wonders from the very beginning of time, the faithfulness of God, a God who changes not, a God who is good all the time, and all the time God is good. The faithfulness of God leads to a faith in God through Christ Jesus that is full, that is burgeoning, that is always springing forth such that it cannot be contained and it, it just flows over, overflows in such a way that we get to work, that we get busy because our orientation towards the world is such that we see more than appears possible. When others become hopeless and despair 
in this craziness and the changes of this world, we ground ourselves in that which transcends and calls us into deep and faithful engagement with this life. Think about it this way. Faith is an orientation towards the future that allows us to endure whatever comes our way, no matter what swift transitions there are in our life. Through faith, we hold to God's unchanging hand. We hold to God's unchanging hand in a, a manner that endures, whereas, whereas, whereas belief statements might change over time. Our faith endures. Our faith is constant. Think about it this way. Over time, our, the, the Christian church's belief uh, and rooted in understandings of the Bible, but certain beliefs change, right? There was a time rooted in the scripture where we said women aren't supposed to speak in church. And, and the scriptures say and led to a belief that, that say slaves are supposed to obey their masters, their beliefs that, that now in the grand view of a God who loves us and creates us, our faith in a God who does not change compels us to discard certain beliefs that have become antiquated for the times in which we live. Because it is written, when I was a child, I thought like a child. But now that I become an adult, I put childish things before I put childish things away with, with Christ Jesus as the only thing before me. And we ground our faith not in changing beliefs, but rather in the stability of a love ethic of Christ Jesus that says love everybody and treat everybody right. I used to think of God as this white-haired dude, right, that, that sat in the clouds surrounded by angels, uh, angels who were playing harps. This is a belief, that now as we, 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 we study more and we interrogate more, we no longer believe that God looks like that, but yet and still my faith in God remains constant. My faith, my, my, my beliefs about God might change, but my faith in God remains stable. Over time, our faith deepens and we see God not as one seated on some distant throne, far away from our daily life, no, now we see more clearly, we see God as one who is present and close to us, closer to us than the very air that we breathe. So our faith must be bigger than our beliefs if our praise is going to be bigger than our problems. If our praise is going to be bigger than our problems, then our faith has to be bigger than our beliefs. So, beloved, I just stopped by to tell you that in the midst of the changing realities of this world, that sometimes disorient us and knock us off kilter. I, I just stop by to tell you to fear not. And we have no reason to fear because there is one who was in the beginning. So that even when we don't know what is going to happen, there is one who remains constant during all the happenings of history. 
one that walks beside us, that walks with us, that goes before us. And it's the one who was there in the beginning and who will be there in the end. The one who is the first and the one who is the last. The one who is the alpha and the omega. So we have no reason to fear because we place our trust in the one who transcends time and yet walks with us. Oh, in the midst of these turbulent days, it's important to know that there is one who is timeless. The same God who did it before and is doing it right now. The same God who is doing it right now and who will do it in the future. The same God that is still worthy. Jesus Christ. Yesterday, today, and forever. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about Union Church, please visit unionboston.org.